because this is for the rasa. This is for the rasa. Rasa, rasa. This is for the rasa. This is Reform Rasa, and we are back once again. My name is Martin Velasquez, and alongside with my two brothers right here, we got... Uh, Justin, the other brother from another mother. <laughs> and... What were you rapping right there? <laughs> it's Pastor Vic right here. It's Pastor Vic. Firme. And we are delighted to do another episode, and this, this is going to be dope today because we're going to talk about some, some, some real stuff, just like the foundations of the faith. Uh, so last time we talked about you know, false teachings and what is all, all that about. Now we're going to talk about what is sound, what what is biblical, the things that that the teachings that hold against false teachings that are meant to contradict false teachings, mm-hmm. and those are the five solas of the Protestant Reformation. And it's interesting how this thing came about. Really, it was meant for this very purpose uh, to contradict. Um, any any errors or to uh, avoid any works or give credit to anybody else. And it really is just the foundation of the Word of God. Basically, the contradict contradictions. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You have a way with words. In yeah, you have a, <laughs> very wise, very wise. <laughs> I, I, I give up this whole definition <laughs> and just like, well, it's just like this. <laughs> All right. To, to put it simply... <laughs> Yeah, dude. So uh, today we're gonna be going through uh, the five solos. So what are what are the five solos, you guys? Um. Well, it is not. If you heard it correctly, it is the five solas, not the five sodas. Um, but basically, the five solas is alone. If in Latin that means alone, so we believe that it's by faith alone, um, by grace alone. Scripture alone, Christ alone, um, to, God be the to God be the glory alone. That was five, right? I think Faith, I said five. Grace, Scripture, Christ, glory. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. And so, and so that's what that's what we hang the the five solas on, and that's where uh, most of us would hang our our. Um, that's where we put our flag down. Yes. This is this is what it is. It's basically like our like our uh, flag that says "Do not tread on me." That's that's where we hang our flag. Do not tread over this. This is this is where we find the boundaries for a lot of the the teachings that that we do and where we read from. Yeah, because when because when you think about it, um, each one one of these solas, you we have to stand firm on them mm-hmm. because I mean when you go through the scriptures, you're gonna find out that. That all these things that come against, you know, sound doctrine, that they're always gonna gonna be some sort of a work. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. gonna be something that that you have to do, or something outside scripture, or another savior. Yeah, that's what every religion has. You know, they all have their 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 prophet. You know, mm-hmm. the Mormons that have Joseph Smith, Jehovah's Witnesses got Charles Taze Russell, the Muslims they got Muhammad. Uh, Buddhism, they got Buddha, so they all have a savior outside of Christ, mm-hmm. and and so this these five solas are purposely established to contradict 
everything else that every other religion has to offer. Mainly, they came about to contradict the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. So maybe just like a brief history of the five solas. So, so I, the, the five solas themselves. So they, they were established to to. How to long ago was this? Five hundred years. Yeah. Uh, 503 I mean 2017 was 500 years yeah it was, it was, so it was it's been 502 years this yeah. October yeah right yeah and uh, um, actually in Halloween <laughs> in Halloween yeah. is the day that, that Martin Luther went to the to the Roman Catholic Church in Wittenberg Germany and put the 95 theses just contradicting you know, a lot of the Roman Catholic teaching, mostly about indulgences and stuff, but mm-hmm. these solos were established later on uh, just to set the boundary, just to put the flag down that this is what we get from the scriptures. And if we mm-hmm. put our flag down on uh, on these doctrines, we'll be able to avoid heresies and avoid contradictions, say no. Salvation is by faith, through grace alone, in Christ alone. Scripture alone is authority for faith and practice. All of it to culminate to to God be the glory alone, yeah. no one else. All right, and so um, let's go through them. All right, each one. So why don't we then start with the uh, the first one, uh, grace, right? Yeah. So uh, we're we're saying it in English, the five solas, but nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sola fide, sola gratia, solus Christus, sola scriptura, and soli deo gloria. Mm-hmm. I like saying that. It sounds more eloquent. So, yeah, it sounds more 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 pro- <laughs> profound or more fide. <laughs> so we got Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, right? Verse eight. Uh, I got my Bible right here. Oh, I'm in Galatians. Whoops. Oh yeah, we're gonna get biblical, Brown. We're gonna read the scriptures today. Oh yeah. If you're if you're joining us, uh, have your Bible for favor, cause we gonna get it in today. We're, we're flipping through the pages. Flipping to the pages. We're using the, the Bibles. The word of God says. Um, our choice right now is our physical Bibles and not the Bible app. Yes, so, sir. If you'd like to follow along with us, we're at Ephesians 2, verse 8, specifically. Well, this whole portion of Scripture, basically, oh, yeah. dude. Like, but th- th- this is where it's summed up. Yeah, this is where it's summed up right here. Yeah. So it says, uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. And just continuing, uh, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yes. So, I mean, dude, this this whole portion right here from the first verse all the way down to, uh-huh. what is it, to verse 10. Ooh, man. Saturated dude, with so get- much in it. Man, if we even tried to go through and break it down, dude, we're gonna be, we're gonna do a couple episodes just on this portion alone, dude. If you look, actually, if you if you read it in 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 just those first ten verses in chapter two, it pretty much does in a way touch on all five solas. Yeah, it really does. Because it it goes on to talk about Christ and how it is in Christ for God's glory. And it goes on to say that is, uh, where is it? Except I don't think it really does mention scripture, but but right but now we're talking scripture. about, yeah, no, it <laughs> is scripture. It, it, we're reading from it, the scripture. Yeah, it, it in itself is the scripture, yeah. so yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. for right now, for grace, so 
right now we're highlighting and we're, we're going to be talking about grace. So the first one, so how it says by grace yeah. through faith. Yeah. So explain that for us real quick about why is it grace alone? And so remember, they, they were established mm-hmm. uh, to contradict uh, Roman Catholic teaching, right? Okay. But, so how is it relatable to us today? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the whole thing about being Protestants. And that, that word always tripped me out, Protestant, when I was busted in the halls. They were always called out for, like, Protestant church and, and Catholic church. I was like, where's the Christian well, I church? I didn't understand until recently either. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's the Christian church at when yeah. I was a kid? No, yeah, I think we went to, to Ventura County. I think uh, one, one of you mentioned, oh, it's, it stands for to protest. It's a Protestant oh, yeah. pro- protest. Yeah, this right? is where the term comes from, from, from. The Protestant Reformation, although some may think that it's insignificant, it doesn't matter, it was a very important time in history yeah. that we still benefit from today whether you like it or not you still benefit from from Protestant. every christian does yeah unknowingly they do you know mm-hmm. uh, so uh protestant means to protest against uh you know the roman catholic church but we're still protesting what false teachings heresies because mm-hmm. more than ever today we have a lot of that going on Oh, it's everywhere. And we even touched on it, too, in our previous episode yeah, on the so false we, teachings. So we have a lot of stuff going on today. You don't think because it was mm-hmm. back then, that was back then. Nah, it's still going on today. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so so the basic Roman Catholic teaching is that you have to merit grace. You have to... Um, they even have this, this doctrine that, that you can merit grace from the dead saints, leftover grace. You can earn some some sort of grace by doing certain, certain works and and sacraments, and that's why you know you, you see Catholics, you know, confessing and doing all these kinds. That of it's things. handed down, right? Yeah, they're they're trying to earn grace, and mm-hmm. so uh, when we say alone, we mean that salvation is through the grace of God alone. Meaning, there's no need to merit grace. Mm-hmm. When we think about it, we can't merit grace. Yeah, I, th- I think in those words, to, to earn, to merit grace, it's, it, it contradicts it's, its, exactly. its own self right there. Exactly. Yeah, because uh, grace is not something that can be earned. It's, I mean, in the definition of itself, grace is not something that you can earn. It's unmerited favor. Yeah. <laughs> and it even says in the latter portion of verse 8, it says, it is the gift of God. Exactly. Exactly. It's, and it says, it says, not a result of works. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a minute. So basically, by, by grace through faith, it, it kind of comes together. Because it is not your own doing. It is not your own work that you merit grace or even have faith. Because faith in itself is a gift of God. It says right here... Uh, uh, you by grace through faith you have been saved, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Mm-hmm. What is not your own doing? The faith that you have, even in itself, is not your own doing. There's a lot of scriptures where it says God grants some repentance, or the the measure of faith when it's given. So, even the the gift of faith in itself comes directly from God. It means we get no credit for anything. Yeah, and that that's the whole point of 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 these doctrines, it's going to all culminate to the glory of God alone. So, mm. so by grace is that you don't have to, you don't have to earn anything or do anything to, to earn grace or to satisfy God. That's what Jesus Christ did. Mm-hmm. 
Now, now, now here's the thing for me. When I hear something like that, it, it, in a way, it frees you to the yeah. point where you don't have to, you know, do a work-based uh, salvation. It's like Christ already paid the debt. And if, if we had to earn it, if we had to do something for it, then Christ came for nothing. I mean, that's what he told the, uh, the Galatian church. Paul told, told yeah. the Galatian church, you foolish Galatians. Hmm. You, were, you, were, you were running a good race. You were doing good. How is it that, that you want to earn salvation yeah. by doing these works? How is it that you want to do this when Jesus Christ basically paid the way? Yeah. He did everything for you. And so that's, that's I don't, I'm a, for me, that frees me. Yeah, because think about it. In the book of Galatians, what is Paul arguing against? These false teachers that says you have to do something. You have to be circumcised specifically. Yeah. You have to keep the Jewish tradition. Even right Jew, after Jewish this portion, yeah. starting in, in the in in verse eleven, and the next portion right here, it says, "Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called." Well, I'm sorry, sorry. Called, called in the yeah. flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in flesh by hands, and it goes on to say. Of, and he goes on to, to point that out as well about the circumcision and the uncircumcised and how um, that's what they were teaching, that you still have to be circumcised. Yeah, so they're adding works to the yeah. grace, which is basically what the Roman Catholic Church was doing. Mm-hmm. You have to earn it. And so uh, the grace of God, how you say it, it, it frees you because now you don't have to work for it. And it's all about works with every other single religion. That's what's unique about Christianity is that you don't have to work for your salvation. This is, this is why these type of teachings are important because people that are not so established in the word, they're going to automatically, they already have that mindset already automatically that they work for or that they earn it or they have to mm-hmm. appease God. But Christ appease the the wrath of the Father in our place. And he gives that as a gift. Like, I have paid the fine. I have paid the dues. Now receive. Now there's grace for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work. I did it all for you. That's what's unique. There No other religion is going to offer this. Every other religion, you have to work up your own salvation. Every other religion, you have to appease the God or you have to do something in order to satisfy the wrath of whatever. But Christ did it. Christianity is unique that it says that that Christ did it all on the cross. All. He he, mm-hmm. he died once and for all. That's what imputed righteousness is, is that he worked for it. He lived the perfect life that we couldn't live. And and it sets you free because Man, I couldn't work anything up, man. I was a wicked, dead, rich wretched sinner, man. I have done so many things that that it would be impossible, I mean impossible for me to earn something of a salvation. I was I was dead in my sins and my trespasses, how Ephesians chapter 2 starts. So that's why it's such a joy and a pleasure to know that Christ is the one that did it for me. That, that, I couldn't do it for myself. That's one of the things that uh, Martin Luther concluded, Yeah. right? That you, That he would do all these things and still... Um, he still bared the guilt. Yeah. That none of the things that he was doing that they that the Catholic Church was telling him to do was was, was making things right. And so mm-hmm. when he was able to read the scriptures himself and find out here in the Bible where it says that it is by grace through faith. 
Because then in another portion of scripture, what was it, in Hebrews, where it goes on to talk about the, the hall of faith. Yeah. And how all these people that were pouring out, it was, it was um, by their faith, it was uh, imputed righteousness, right? Yeah, because they believed. Be- because they believed. It wasn't anything that they'd done. And like, how, and, and like how even just by grace through faith, how those go hand in hand because it was their faith that they had. And that, that alone right there was already grace by God. That it was just by the faith alone that they were imputed the righteousness. It wasn't anything that they did. But they were obedient to God. See, now, now, now that brings up a good point. Which because, is faith and works, right? Yeah, exactly. So, we, obviously, we go to the book of James where it says, you know, faith without works is mm-hmm. dead. And it's interesting that... Um, I'm actually right there. A lot of people uh, will go to, to James uh, chapter 2. Uh, 17? Or 14, 17? sorry, 14. Starts in 14, yeah. Yeah. What is, what is it good... My brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have good works, can that mm-hmm. faith save him? If a brother or sister poorly clothed, lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in <laughs> peace, be warned and be filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But then it goes up to, to, to make the example of Abraham. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Mm-hmm. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and Ooh. shudder. <laughs> savage. I, that was like a savage. That reminds me of the Lion King when the hyenas, when, when, when they're all like shuddering. They're like, even just by his name, Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. But like here, like oh my the, it, it goes on to it, it, it displays almost that image right there that like yeah you say you believe you know you yeah. do well but even the demons yeah. shudder. <laughs> but look, check this out. This, this is this is important though right here. Do you do you want to be shown, you foolish person? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love this scripture, man. <laughs> that faith apart from works is useless. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with works, and faith was completed by his works. Mm, Amen, brother. Look, and the scriptures was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness as he was called a friend of God, you see a per- you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man, did we just contradict each other? Dude, this is like a whole sermon in itself. <laughs> and that man. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the me- the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Isn't that crazy? Rahab being a, uh, one of the few women that is mentioned in the line. Yeah. And, and she was added into the line by her by faith. Jesus. Yeah, in the line of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But look, That's crazy. So we, 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 we got to get into it. So, we, okay. So, so, so like gratia, you know, grace. There, you don't need to earn any 
grace mm-hmm. from God. There's nothing you can do to earn grace because it's a contradiction in and of itself. That's what grace alone means. That it's only through the grace of God that He He uh, gives you the measure of faith. So sola fide faith. So this is this is a lot right here because we we get the example of Abraham where he believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. Okay, but then we go and we keep reading. And we just read it says. So that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. So Luther read this, and he had a problem with it. He said, like, what? Mm-hmm. What? So how, do we, how can we say by faith alone, but then the scriptures say that you're justified by works and not faith alone? Here it goes. The, what this portion is saying is that a true faith, a living faith, will cause you to respond and to act in accordance with the scriptures. It's obedience. You do work. Because what did we read in Ephesians 2? That we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Uh, what, what was the episode we did in the beginning? The fruit. The fruit. The fruit, the fruit yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so, so when, we, when the five solas say faith alone, it's talking about not earning salvation by the works you do. Mm-hmm. It's by faith. That you are justified, and that faith that you that that God has given you is never alone. It's always backed up by works. Mm-hmm. So when we say faith alone, it means that it doesn't matter. It, it, it's to 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 take out any forms of works. That's what it means. That's not by works that you get saved. It's through that faith. But that that person that really has a saving faith in Jesus Christ. He's gonna have good works afterwards. Yeah, because that's why it makes. He's an gonna example. bear fruit. Yeah, he's gonna bear fruit. He's gonna. Ma- he, that's why it makes an example of Abraham. Yeah, that he believed God, and, and God counted that faith as righteousness. Mm-hmm. But what was the evidence of that faith? Is that God told Abraham to sacrifice his son on the altar, but God already told Abraham that through that seed, he's gonna have you know. Um, many seeds through, the, through Isaac he's going to have as numerous as the stars, numerous as the stars. Yeah. generations kings and will come from you so Abraham heard this from God and, and he believed it but then God tells him to sacrifice his son and what, is, what do we see also in Hebrews 11 that Abraham says that knowing that God was able to raise up Isaac from the dead he sacrificed. He was going to sacrifice Isaac because he knew that God already promised me that through this one seed, he's I'm gonna have uh, uh, you know a lot of sons coming from him. <coughs> so he, God, Abraham already stood on the promise of God. Mm-hmm. So he said, God is not a liar. If he tells me to sacrifice this one that he already promised, I'm gonna do it. He's just gonna have to raise him up from the dead. Dude, you know, you know, I was thinking how commendable that is for Abraham, because yeah. if you read in the scriptures where or after God tells him to go and sacrifice his son, it said immediately the next morning he went and left. Yeah. Today, the common response I've even found myself doing too is, "I'll pray about it." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me pray about it. <laughs> right? We 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 yeah. we allow we we. We allow uh, time and prayer to get in the way instead of acting right on what yeah. God is telling us to do, what the exactly. Spirit is convicting us to do. He was obedient. Here, mm-hmm. Abraham, we were, were able to see that his obedience over, over um, I don't know how you say it, it overrided his, his sacrifice in a way. 
right? Where where in another portion where it says like, God desires our obedience over our sacrifice. Mm, There you go. Yeah. So so so, that's what faith is. Yeah. He believed God, and it was kind of turned towards righteousness. But he, he, his faith was real. It wasn't a useless faith. Yeah. What what it's talking about right here is that a faith without works is useless. It's dead. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no faith at all. No, and I think that's really really important now, especially nowadays, because now you go to everybody and every everybody's a believer. Everybody believes. Everybody yeah. believes in Jesus. You just tell, tell anybody a stranger, hey, uh, you know, can I talk to you about Jesus? Oh, I already know, I already know him. Yeah. Or oh, I already go to church. It's okay. I, it's very very important because by faith you're gonna like we've been saying it's your action that you're gonna act upon your faith. Uh, just referring back to to the previous episodes, which said that false teaching that you know everybody. Everybody's a believer and everybody wants to, you know, follow these false teachers. But if there's no fruit backed up by your faith, it's, it's dead. It, it's like you said, it's meaningless. There's there's no point to it. Mm-hmm. People want to go to church and feel good, but then live like like the devil the whole time. Yeah. And that's that's not acting upon your faith. It's a dead that's, faith. That's a dead a faith. Useless faith. That's demon kind of faith. Yeah. Even James goes on to point out the difference between them and demons. That yeah. even demons shudder, but yet you don't even shudder. Some of these, <laughs> you are not even shuddering, like, yeah. <laughs> dude. Oh, that's man. oh my gosh. So see, uh, see how the scriptures just yeah. just come together. You know, that's mm-hmm. why the study of scripture is important because we you read that and a lot of people who are against like. Reformed teachings and things like that. The point that I'm this is like the basis of reformed <laughs> teaching is the five solas. <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll be like, you see, we're just by works and not faith alone. There you go. You're 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 what you believe is in lie, and you you follow men, not the word of God. But you you got to see how it all comes together. You know what I mean? So faith alone. Is, uh, it's not shutting out works, yeah. Because works is included in that faith. It's not shutting out works to earn, earn, yeah. earn salvation. That's that's why. Remember, keep keep it in mind. That's it's in the context of contradicting uh, a, a false religious system. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all false religious systems, you're gonna have to work Do for something. your salvation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to merit grace, and there's another savior. Okay. And that brings us to, to Solus Christus, the- and Christ alone. Christ alone. Christ alone. Those 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 words are such soothing it, and and just a wonderful sound to my ears. That's Christ alone that done it. If you haven't already listened to our previous episode where we talk about false teachings, and and even to check out uh, what's what's the documentary thing called? American Gospel. The American Gospel. Christ alone. Yeah. It goes full in depth. On this, but to summarize it, um, Christ alone. Christ, He has done everything for us. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So actually, we were going through that today in, in service. Um, so what what was the point that uh, was being made? Why why Christ alone? Because, so like I said, every every religious false religious system mm-hmm. is, has its uh, own savior. I mean, so in the Roman Catholic system, uh, as Mary, meaning she, they they make her out to be as a savior also. That's why they pray to her. That's why they bring her offer. She's she's lifted up more in Roman Catholicism than Christ. 
like because she, uh, she's the mother, you know, quote unquote, the mother of God. So she's basically the one that that's over Christ. Yeah. So she is now looked at the as the as the mediator between God and man. That's why they pray to her. They pray to her so that she can tell Christ, so that Christ can tell God what you want. And then also, too, don't they also pray to other saints as well? Yeah, yeah, they pray to other saints because uh, it, it's it's funny how how they how they twist the scriptures because you you you'll see uh, uh, Paul uh, ending his letter like um or or one of the apostles how they're writing their epistles, you know. And you're, you're always in my prayer, you know, talking to the church. It's like, look, they're praying for us. The saints, they're praying for us. And so once they die, they're eternal. They'll keep, they keep on praying for us. Aye. <laughs> like I said, aye. Oi. <laughs> so that's why they pray to saints, because the scripture says, yeah. Paul opens up his letter and says, you know, you've been in my prayers. And so, like, there you go. They pray for us. So let's pray to them. So Makes they, sense. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so. What's the scripture you got, Victor? No, well, my well, my scripture right away when I, when I think about Christ and I think about oh, it's Christ alone. I mean, I, I like I like Colossians. How it talks about who who Christ is. He he's everything. Yeah, uh-huh. he's the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of all creation. He's a uh, he's a uh, says right here. All things that be created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. It's all about him. And uh, the, the good, here's the thing, the way that I see it where it helps me with Christ alone, that the mediator, they, you know, they, how you say they go to Mary, they go to the, to the saints, and even in, in Catholicism, don't they go somewhere to confess their sins to a man? Yeah. Uh, another a man, sinful man? Uh, another sinful man. It's like, yeah. that's not going to forgive you of your sins. Well, I mean, praise God for Jesus Christ because the book of Hebrews, mm-hmm. you, you, you go through and he, he talks about how Jesus Christ is a high priest, that he went through every, everything that, that, you, that you were tempted with so that when you pray... You know that he sympathizes with your weaknesses. Yeah. That he is that mediator. When you pray, you're not praying to somebody who who who, who didn't live like a man. He he lived like, like a man, but he was sinless. He was all man yet all all God. Yeah. But when you pray to him, you know that man, he's real. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to go into anybody else. He is our high priest. Yeah. As a, as the book of Hebrews tells us. Yeah. And so when we pray, we can, I mean, we can be real with God. Yeah. In Acts four twelve, it will go on to say that, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no one, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And, and this is another thing pointing out, Christ alone. Because there is, like how it says, there is no other name under heaven yeah. given among men to which we can be saved, but by Christ and then in Revelations, um, during that time, no um, one of the during the vision that John had, um, there was a scroll that was that was before God that no one was able to open. There were seven seals upon it. No one was able to even be able to touch the seals and remove it. But one stood in front of God, the slain Lamb, Christ Jesus Christ, was the only one worthy to be able to remove the seals from that scroll. 
And, and it is by that same person, that same God-man, Jesus Christ, that we are able to obtain this salvation. I was just, like, meditating earlier today. Meditate. Not that kind of meditating, but thinking. <laughs> and I think thoughts earlier today. <laughs> uh, just how my life was back then, you know what I mean? Like, if Christ has not, had not come upon my life and shone upon me, like, like oh man, it, it just trust me. There's no words really to describe it, dude. Like, like the way that I was back then, is so like opposite to how I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why when I hear Christ's work on the cross, it's it's so uh, astounding to me. It still like blows my mind every single time, because I think about that I I was deserving of hell because I've done everything worthy of condemnation in hell and I didn't do anything or should have done anything to earn grace but yet God just he just accepts me like that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like like I had God has every right had it has every right to to just condemn me and throw me into hell he would be just he would be just that's what I'm trying to say exactly He would be just. He would. It is right. It is right for him mm-hmm. to throw someone like me into hell for all the things I've done against him. But Christ, but God, those two beautiful words. But God, for no. some reason, he received me. He forgave my sins and changed my heart and gave me a new life because of the finished work of the cross. Nothing like, like, you remember me. Oh, yeah. I could not do it. No. I could not. I couldn't do it alone. I, if, 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 if I was in that state of mind and someone were to preach to me about what, what, how to get how to earn salvation through the Catholic system, I'd be like, dang, dude. Like, I can't do this. You know, but Christ finished working on the cross. That's why it's so amazing that he went. He's, God himself came to this earth, born under the law. He was he was a man just as much as he was a, he was God he was man too, he 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 felt tired you know what I mean he 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 felt sleepy, but yeah he the scriptures say that that he woke up, you know after a long night of of healing people, and being out there doing ministry he woke up before the sun came up to pray. All those things uh, the perfect life the sinless life, he worked it, and took the punishment that I deserve. And just really just gives me that life, just credits me with that righteousness without having to work for it. Just is here. Salvation is yours. Like how good is God to do that, man? Like, man, that's so soothing to there, me. There's this know, man. Uh, man. poem that I really like. I don't know if you call it a poem, but. It says, man's maker was made man, that he, ruler of the stars, might nurse at his mother's breast, that the bread might hunger, that the fountain thirst, the light sleep, the way be tired on its journey, that the truth might be accused of false witness, the teacher be beaten with whips, the foundation be suspended on wood, that strength might grow weak, that the healer might be wounded, that life might die. Wow. Talking about Christ. Yeah. That this this is this is what our God did. 
there was no there was I mean you you could try to look at it in in another way but really there was no gain for God to do all that for us He's we, self-sustaining, man, self-existing. He was he already was in, in glory. Mm-hmm. He, his glory is eternal. Even before he created this world, he was in glory. Perfect harmony Perfect. with the Spirit, with the Son, the Father. There was nothing for him to gain, but for us, it was everything. That yeah. is why Christ is everything to us. Yeah. And, man, that's the point right there. Yeah. I mean... How the word of God says the law was is a mere test to show us you can't do it. Yeah, you you can't live up to those standards, and so so God, in His mercy, sent Jesus Christ for our in our place. That that's what makes it amazing. It just as the story that you were talking about, it reminded me of, of I don't know if you guys seen that shirt that says "No Jesus, No Peace." And yeah. no Jesus, no peace. Yeah, with the, like, you know, yeah. I mean, I read that before too. I'm kind of like, oh, like like one of those shirts, you know that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like cliche one shirts. of those cliche shirts and all that. But no, once you really grasp that, you, if you don't have Jesus, you will not have peace. Because I I remembered when even you you try to go to Bible studies, and you get so angry at the Bible studies. I I, I remember that when my dad uh, had to had to give or not had but but invited you to Bible studies. You're like, yeah, I want I want to go. I want to learn about God. And, and then when when uh, we get we're in the Bible study, you just got angry for some reason. No, no, no. Wait, me? Yeah, you. When was this? No, uh, when um before I was saved. Before you were saved. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. You didn't have Jesus in your life. You didn't know him, so you yeah. had no peace at all. But then once G- Jesus came into your life. Once you, Jesus received you, then you were able to have that peace. Yeah. So, so what do we put in our Christ in our place? Yeah. It's because it's, the it's amazing. It is amazing. The word of God is offensive to the non-believer. Yes. Yeah. It, it's supposed to offend us. It's supposed to convict us of our own self that we are to be drawn to Christ. It is almost like uh, the way I see it is like Josiah, King Josiah, right? Mm-hmm. He was one of the youngest kings in the Bible. Um, everything was good until they read the scrolls. Yeah. And even then, it was just the law. But yet, when, when they discovered the scrolls and, and the law, they started reading. What happens? He wept. He mourned over his sin. So much so that, that the whole, they, they read it aloud in, um, throughout the city. And, and just by reading the law, they, they, they had remorse and, and they sorrowed over their sin that, that everyone went into a fast and everyone put, uh, what was it, sackcloth and, and all this and to mourn over their sin. And, and, and there was a revival there mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. And, and that's what the word of God should do to us, that we read the word. We, we feel so convicted and offended at, at, at what is being brought to us that we are to... Um, mourn over our sin, and and that's where another portion goes, where Jesus says, "Blessed are those who mourn." Yeah. Meaning that not not those who lost a loved one, but more more so, in in context, is saying that those who mourn over their sin. Yeah. Amen. And so that's why it's called the good news, because once you come to that realization of of your sin, then Christ is 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 it's so good. so good to find mm-hmm. out like. Like, yeah, you're deserving of hell, but Christ, but Christ, 
Yeah. All right. Well, I I think just three solas is just enough. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, join us for part two uh, next week. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, we could just end it right there. Just Christ, and that should be more than enough for for us to to, to just uh, take the word for what it is. But but he has left us a word, which brings us to sola scriptura, scripture alone. And the the totality of scripture, mm-hmm. all of scripture, is enough for faith and practice. For those who don't know, what does totality mean? Total scriptura, all of scripture. And what is scripture? What does scripture mean? The word of God that come from. What does word mean? Just the Greek. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's take it back to the Greek and to the origins of the word. Define Greek. <laughs> Define, define. Okay, so, so this fourth one that we're coming up upon is Scripture alone. So, what what was the purpose for for Scripture alone? Why why Scripture alone? Why is this important for us as Christians? For us as believers? Why is this important? Because we have a sure foundation mm-hmm. word that we can refer to, not just. Um, I feel God imparting unto me a download that I'm going to pass on to you. A download so, onto your hard drive? Yeah, I'll download onto my hard drive and I'm going to give it to you. Put it in my hard... flash drive and share it? In other words, people, <laughs> a lot of people like to say, well, God told me this and God told me that and, God, and this and that. And so, yeah, God speaks to us in his word. Yeah. Hebrews 1, 1, long ago and many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And yeah, I read the, more than I should have read, but it says, uh, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, through Jesus Christ, which, which is the word of God. John 1.1, 1, 1. in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay? Amen. So we have, we have the scriptures. The, these scriptures are that we rely on the scriptures for everything that we, we say and do. This is our authority, not yeah. just to rely on our own feelings. Because the Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? Uh, we can't trust ourselves. Heck we can't no. trust our thoughts. We can't really say, oh, you know, God is really speaking to me. Well, how do you, how do you know? What was, was mm-hmm. well, we turn to the scriptures. How can we confirm it? If, if God really, you know, you know, I don't think it's impossible neither. That God, you know, that's being led of the Holy Spirit. That you're led and you just know that God is leading you. But... The scriptures are the ones that back it up. What was the scripture that we used in the previous episode where, it's, where it talked about how, um, about false teachers that will come after and talk about different visions and stuff and not to believe it? Second Peter. Was it Second Peter? I don't remember. But, but that goes on to, to man, I'm, I'm trying to find the scripture. I don't remember where it was at. You weren't prepared, bro. Come on. 
Come on, man. <laughs> Victor, you look like you, you got a scripture. Oh, yeah. Second Timothy 3. Yeah, I, I wanted to share that scripture, but, you know, just meditating on, on, you know, on how you said that there's no need for prophets or anything. In the previous episode, yeah. we were talking about how, how you know, people claim to be prophets and, you know. Apostles. And apostles like and all that. <laughs> and, you know, they, they have like, oh, I have a word from the Lord for me. It's a, for some reason, it's always a blessing. It's always a, God wants to give you a new house and just let you know that God loves you. And, yeah. But then, uh. I mean, the prophets in the Old Testament were always giving warnings to the people. Yeah. I mean, you know, pro- pro- even prophets nowadays, you don't hear any prophets, prophet quotations saying you got to repent. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I remember, I think it was when either Joseph was still in the womb or he was just born. I remember we i forgot we visited a church because we went to go attend their play to go watch it i don't remember the name the name of the church but we just went because they had a play and we're gonna go watch and anyways so after the play was over they had a uh like an altar thing we went to go and and get prayed for and i just remember this woman was praying with us for a while and and afterwards she was like you know what god wants me to share with you guys but in five years, you guys, God's going to bless you guys with, with money. You know, get, get ready because God's going to bless you guys with some money. Yeah. Five years has passed. I'm still looking for the woman that has said that. Because <laughs> I don't see that money yet. <laughs> but uh, it, I, don't, I don't know. That's just a trip. I just remember that. Let me read that, that scripture. Yeah. Second Timothy uh, 3, 16, which says, All scripture... I was mm-hmm. saying all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Going back to, to work when we were talking about yeah. for every good work. But this talking about that all all scripture is is is, is useful. It's 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 the authority that we have. So if you're going to a church where they don't really take out the Bible, like I'd, I'd be I tell you, you're on dangerous grounds right there. Yeah. Because there's a lot of preachers nowadays that, that say, I have a message. Yeah. It's not really a preaching anymore. It's more like a message. And uh, I, I like, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Steve Larson? Is, is that his Steve name? Steve Larson, yeah. Steve Larson. Uh, on, 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 Wretched, uh, on the Wretched page on Facebook, he shared yeah. this. Uh, people nowadays are giving messages. A message of, of you know, uh, they have a title and this and that, but... But what he was getting to the point is that if we're preachers, we need to preach the word of God. Yeah. And all scripture is, is, uh, is useful for, for correction, for, uh, for, for training in righteousness, uh, do, doing life together basically, yeah. but teaching, getting everything from the word of God. Because ultimately, uh, like we've been saying, that's our authority. That's where we go off the word of God. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, a lot of times you'll hear, well, I was going to preach on this, but the Lord just put it in my heart right now just to switch it all up. So it make it seem like, oh, all right, you know, what, what he's We're about to say. We're getting it. Yeah, what he's about to say is, is, is deep, you know what I mean? And, and that, that's, that's, that's why this doctrine is important because Jesus, uh, when being tempted by, by the devil, what did he point to? He pointed to scripture. He says, that is written. He, he could have been like, well, I'm the son of God, so, you know, just 
get away from me. You know, I have the authority just to rebuke you and just leave. No, but he says, he, he pointed towards the authority of Scripture as it is written. Uh-huh. Even Jesus mm-hmm. pointed to the Scriptures and said, as it is written. As it is written. But not only that, Peter, in Second Peter chapter 1, uh, he says something very interesting. Watch, check this out. He says, um, hold up, wait a minute, let me get the Scripture in it. Okay, uh, for we did not, it's Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 16 says, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of, the, of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was born to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word more, fu- more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. And then it goes, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So, check this out. Peter was there. John was there. In the book of Matthew, chapter 17, go back and read it. The transfiguration of Jesus Christ, where they saw a glimpse of the glory of Jesus Christ. They saw him transformed into a glorious state. And then they heard the voice from God the Father confirming Jesus Christ as a son. And they were afraid. Peter was afraid as, at, at this sight of the glory of God shining upon Jesus. And so he points to, to, to that event. He says, we saw it with our own eyes. We saw Jesus, you know, being transfigured right before our eyes. And, so, and says that gives more assurance to what we're writing down. Uh-huh. And what you will do well in keeping, knowing that no scripture is a private interpretation, but men spoke as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. He, he's confirming the scriptures that what we, we are writing down, believe it. Because just as we can point you towards our own experience and what we have witnessed, they're actually pointing to the scriptures, believe it. Believe what we are writing down. Because it's coming directly from God. So even Peter in this portion, he's 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 saying he's saying the the authority behind what I'm writing down is from God the Holy Spirit. And you will do well in keeping these scriptures. And so I would even go as far as to say if if God told me or God told someone he says, hey, you know what? Uh, God wants me to marry your wife. What? Like, what? Hold uh, up. Hold no. up. Hold up. That's not what the scriptures say. Is your name how, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> how can God tell you something that, that contradicts his word? Uh-huh. You see the, the authority and the appeal mm-hmm. we make to scripture? Anything funky that we hear, we're always going to go back to scripture. That's why I said earlier, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, uh, these five solas are beneficial to every Christian. 
Because everyone's going to peel back to the scriptures. And this is how we know what the person is saying. Is it wrong or right? If it's confirmed in the scriptures, then we know that it is, oh God. If it's not confirmed in the scriptures, then I have no right to believe you. Yeah. It's only when we look back to the scriptures and we find the written word of God. That we are sure that whatever is happening is from God. Everything's there. Look at your Bible. Look at your Bible. <laughs> Don't let it gather dust, man. <laughs> so now moving on to the fifth and final. Or do you have any last comment? Okay. So now moving on to the last solas, which is... Uh, so, uh, how do you say in Latin? Solideo Gloria. Yes. To God be the glory alone. Alone. Amen. And this is going to be one of the hardest pills that you may have to swallow for some of you. Um, maybe it's going to be like a, a Hummer and limo size pill. <laughs> uh, but you are not the center of God's universe. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'm Whoa. offended, honestly. What? <laughs> what do you mean? The center of God's universe is God. Ooh. This is this Straight is basically out. what to God be the glory alone. That he is the center of his universe. Everything he does and wills is for his glory. He it, it's not, you know, when when people go to say that like, you know, uh what was it? He thought of you specifically. Oh yeah. Oh, and that was why he did it. No, he he, he willed all things and, and purposed things for his glory alone. Yeah. And we see that in Old Testament, and we also see that in New Testament. Mm-hmm. Heaven went uh, bankrupt to get you back. Dang. <laughs> Aye. That's what Todd was. <laughs> Todd what? Yeah. Well, I guess they could wait a bit. <laughs> I, I like what uh, uh, said, Vody said. He goes... We we're we're gonna preach sissy Jesus. He's longing for you. He just wants to be with you. And what is it? What is it? After that, he goes, no, uh, no, you're like, breaking my heart. No, he's gonna break you. No, God's gonna break you. You know, what I mean? oh man, God will be glorified. He was waiting man. for you. God is glorified. Yeah, in the redemption of His elect, He is glorified in saving a people for Himself. He, he gets glory through the work of the cross. And he gets glory from the condemnation of rightfully condemned sinners. He gets glory. And I, and I think this, this last one is what trips a lot of us up as Christians. Um, sometimes we may find ourselves in this area. Is sometimes we do things with the wrong motive. Even as a Christian, we may fall in this, that sometimes we'll do things for our own glory, for our own namesake, yeah. instead of for the glory of God. Yes. Um, and, and I could say I, I have, in, in some cases, have fallen in that, where sometimes I'll, not, not right now, but I'm saying like previous, I would fa- find myself in a situation where I would do something knowing that my name will get heard by that. Yeah. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. and and you know that's that's something that that a lot of us could easily just fall into. That we would do things for our name's sake, or we'll do something and we'll post it, right? Yeah. 
or what people will do nowadays, you know, they'll they'll do something, you know, for the community, whatever, and they'll post on social media with them doing a selfie, whatever, look what I did, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's to God be the glory. Whether people know about it or not, I'm in the background. It is all about God. And I think as um as long as people want even even a small recognition for themselves, that's not um, giving God all the glory. Because what this doctor says is that it gives God all the glory for everything. We are not ourselves. We are not our own. We are God. We belong to God. We were slaves that were bought with a price. Yeah. How can we claim ourselves? Exactly. It's all, it's all for God's glory because uh, I, have, I have something to share too. I, I've already shared this before, but... And when I first started preaching, when I first got behind the pulpit, you know, I wanted people to say afterwards, man, Victor, he knows how to preach. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I would look, I would in a way kind of look forward to like, oh, let's see what they, what they say. And it's, it's not until I got deep into the word of God where I realized, no, it's not for my glory. It's, it's not about me. I, did, I don't, like Paul says, I'm, I'm, I'm the chief of sinners don't even deserve to be an apostle I had that mindset I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner I don't even deserve to be up there but it's all by God's grace that I am and and even even still today after I get down from from preaching I just say it's all for the glory of God if you if you got something out of that that's for his glory because yeah. I'm just preaching his where I'm just preaching what, what God's already said I didn't even say that it's, yeah. it's all for the glory of God uh even uh, the uh, scripture that we shared earlier with, in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse uh, 10, you know, by grace through faith that no one may boast. Yeah. You didn't do anything. It's all for God's glory. Mm-hmm. It's all for him. Everything that we do is about him. It's all for his glory. You know, one thing I used to trip up on was in, in the scripture how it says that how, um, how the angels rejoice when a uh, backslider or when one sinner comes to when repentance. one sinner comes to repentance, yeah. I, I I used to think like, oh man, like they're glory like they're you. they're they're applauding <laughs> they're applauding the sinner that got redeemed, yeah. <laughs> but no, they're they're not applauding you. They're applauding God. They're giving, they're giving God for His word. Yeah, they're giving praise and 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 they rejoice over God because look look what God did. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And it's and, and, and you know, we can even take this back to the book of Job, right? It was for God's glory. I mean, everything that happened to Job, I mean you could be you could be like one of the friends that supposedly came to encourage him, but it said, uh, put him down. You know, why why did this happen to you? Oh, you must have done something. You must have sinned. You yeah. must have you know, somewhere along the line something happened to where this would have happened to you. But it's like no, like God did all that for yeah. the, for his glory. Damn. Because he was boasting mm-hmm. over over uh, his servant Job. Why? Because his his servant Job was serving him, was obedient to God. He was boasting over the obedience that was given to him through himself. Yeah. If that makes any any sense no, to, yeah. to you guys listening, no, that yeah. that he did all that to Job for his own glory, not for Look at look at Job. Like like they didn't rejoice because Job endured through any of that. No, they rejoiced because God's servant endured because of God. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
Also, people have a problem with this too. Man is not responsible for his own salvation. You listening to this, you did nothing to gain your salvation. You did nothing to earn your salvation. God did it all for you. You could not do anything. You did. It's not because you made a choice. It's not because you said the sinner's prayer. Uh, what we glory in is that Christ's finished work on the cross is what redeemed you, is what, 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 what made you to be born again, what regenerated you. He did it all literally for you. He lived the perfect life. He gave you that perfect life. He transformed your heart through the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that, that is your helper, your comforter, the Holy Spirit. And we continue to need him because we continue to fall short. We continue mm-hmm. to, to stumble. But yeah, you see Christ's work on, on, a, on a person from beginning to end. That's why the scripture says that no man may boast because it is not of himself. It is the gift of God. Mm-hmm. So, so, so at the end, when we're in heaven, no one's going to be praising or giving props to any man saying, good job, you, you made the right choice in, in being here. Nah, there's not one ounce of glory that is deserved to any man for his salvation. It's God alone. Christ alone that is worthy of all praise and worship for what he has done. All we did to offer was the sin that made that salvation possible. That's it. The the pottery doesn't praise itself for its own work. Yeah. No, the, the, the potter in itself just being not the potter, I'm sorry. The pottery, the pot, right? The clay pot in itself, just being the clay pot already gives glory to the potter. Um, you gotta because stop, you gotta stop doing that, bro. I I go on these long <laughs> kind of definitions and you just bang it out on one simple thing. Right? Well, cause cause look at that, right? <laughs> you look you look at an art piece. You give praise to the artist. Yeah, exactly. We are his workmanship, as we read earlier, right? Uh-huh. Just by us being us already already gives praise to God because we are his workmanship. Amen. Whether we um whether we die in our sins or or are um, redeemed and given salvation just because we are workmanship by God we already have given glory to God. And then when it comes to judgment day he gets another he al- he also gets glory in that because then now he is being just he he acts out his judgment whether we are saved or go to hell. Yeah. Because he's either being just or because of his grace given upon us. Exactly. And and it's just like a, a, like how you're making an example. You see a, a vase and it has flowers in it. So the potter, he gets the credit for doing that. We are the vase and the good work is that's holding down the flowers. So when we see the vase with the flowers and we know who, who made it, we're going to point to the artist and be like, what you made is good. That vase is doing what it's supposed to do. It looks beautiful. It looks, it looks you know, awesome. But the glory is always going to go back to who made it. Like, oh, yeah, you did a good work in doing that. 
mm-hmm. that good work that what you what you created is is, is it looks good, but the glory is gonna go back to the artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so. And and another thing too that it points out in scripture, is that even if we don't give glory to God, it will go on to say that even the rocks will cry out, even the stones, <laughs> all of creation will go on to continue to give praise yeah. to God. Why? Because this that's still another thing that He created, and in itself, just being its creation, even though they don't speak or are able to give any type of praise, it still cries out to God as as giving Him glory because. That that is the product of, of his creation. Well, even it says in the Psalms that the the firmament screams out his glory. The 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 sky, man, like something I always trip onto when I go to the beach, dude, right there in downtown Huntington Beach. Like I always have to just look out into the ocean, and I see just the majesty and the glory of God when I'm looking up and down the coast, and I just see the ocean, and I see miles and miles of ocean, and I see the sky right above it. And just, like, the whole scenery of the beach, dude, is just so astounding to me because it's just the the glory of God is just screaming out at me, you know what I mean? It's just looking, to, it just screams the glory of God. Like, man, look at this creation. How can anybody be so foolish as to say this was an accident? This happened by a chance. I, I, I refuse mm. to believe that. I refuse to think that that this was orchestrated. When you go to the beach and you just see, hear the soothing sounds of the waves coming in, you see the sand, you see just everything. It's just, man, this is the glory of God. And I can't wait to see creation in its perfect state. You know what I mean? Where sin is removed and just a, a perfect world, a perfect creation of God will be there. Imagine how much more glorious these kinds of scenes will be. Imagine how glorious, you know, you ever see a waterfall, you ever see the Grand Canyon, you ever see the nature and it's all this beauty. Imagine a perfect world where sin is removed, how much more that glory, that beauty is going to be in creation. In fact, when, yeah. when we are in eternity, we would then partake in that glory as well. We'll be co-heirs with Christ. Yeah, dude, man. Think about deep. that. That is deep, more than More than just without sin, now we, we are taking on glory that is God's, we'll partake in that with Christ. Dang, dude. Dang. But also, God will get glory in the condemnation of sinners who are justly condemned. Revelation 19 says this. After this, I heard what seemed to be a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven, crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for His judgments are true and just. For He has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of His servants. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. So think about that. There's this multitude praising God for the condemnation of the great prostitute. There's multitude is praising God for his judgments, for God has judged righteously and correctly and condemning. And the smoke from that condemnation goes up and they're still screaming, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's crazy. 
That is crazy. Yeah. Think about it. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, it says that he who loves brother or sister, mother or father more than me is not worthy of me. So we even have to realize that we have to be a we have to be a people that love God more than our family. Right? And even in that day where 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 God, you know, judges righteously and condemns all sinners to hell. Even as as hard as it might it might feel or th- or sound, we're gonna be praising God, even for the condemnation of our own family members. If that doesn't give you an urgency to share the gospel, to to preach God's word righteously, correctly, I don't know what will, because people we we're talking about this. Yeah, earlier. we're talking people about this earlier. Are going to go to hell. And you know what? Just even moving forward from that, this is why it is important. You know, I remember um, me and my wife were talking with my cousin, and one of the things that was holding her—that's, I guess, like a stumbling block for her—in um, going into the things of Christianity was that she said, "Well, you know, because she has." close friends that she's had for a long time and she's like you know they're friend, like like some of their they're muslim she said but they're really like good people and the one thing that that chips her up is that like they're gonna go to hell because they don't believe in jesus um, but like yeah. when it, but like when we come to that we have we have to understand too that like it's not you know i i don't i don't know where they have been reached out to or have been ministered or or even just you know invited to the things of God but like one of the things that me and Marlon were sharing before we even started recording was that like are we compelled by the word of God by the gospel to go and tell this to other people yeah. in a way of pleading with them yeah I mean it, it it's one thing to share a scripture on Facebook or to tell people on social media about Jesus um, but it's another thing when you look at your family and 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 even to see like you know what, will they end up in heaven with me? Do I love my family enough to go and share the gospel to them, even though they might reject me? I mean that that that's when we start coming to these hard questions yeah. of like, what am I doing to that point? Like, am I being bold with my faith to my family? Am I being bold with my faith to my coworkers, to those around me, to those people that I see every day? throughout the week am I am I that compelled by the gospel of Jesus Christ to go and plead with these people that I care for yeah and and that's where then that's really where the basis of, of what Jesus was talking about when he said about um um loving and, and hating loving Christ loving God more than 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 love it have for your mother and father. It's not saying that like you know you were to hate them. No, your love for Christ should should over overshadow the love they have for anything else in this world. You should the the love they have for Christ should give, be given a new definition than the love that than the same word they use for I love burritos. <laughs> <laughs> right, those two words shouldn't be found in the in 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 the same context. 
it should be given its own word because it should be a new a new level. There should be nothing comparable. And you know, like you could go take that back to the commandments, you know. When when it goes on in uh what was it you should have no other God. Not that there's a God comparable to our God, but that He stands alone yeah. in this. Our love for God should stand alone. The love for everything else is in, is in a lower level. Not even the it shouldn't be the, the same word. And so by that we should we should love God so much that we should be compelled to love um, ourselves and neighbor, our father, mother, brother, sister, that we would share the gospel with them. Yeah. That would be love. Yeah. And it would be all for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. And yeah, man. Uh, this, is, this is what it comes down to, man. Just giving God all the glory as much possible mm-hmm. as he deserves. Because I mean, he is deserving of yeah, it. Yeah, because we, we even see this in today. And, uh, and just going back on what you were saying uh-huh. about, you know, your, what is it, your, your, your wife's cousin or something? that My cousin. Said, yeah, your cousin. Uh, like, how can, you know, God send someone that's a good person or, you know, they're Muslim, but just because they don't believe in Jesus, he's going to send them to hell. Well, think about this. Even the, how the copyright laws work today in, in, in our generation that if someone kind of steals, let's, let's just say your, your work, you're, you're, you're not giving the due honor to who, whom the product was copyrighted, that person's going to sue them. That, that person that, that has something copyrighted and then someone steals that, that person is going to get mad and sue them and be like, no, you're, you're taking what belongs to me. Morality. That's what God, God is doing. Nah, you're, you're taking away what belongs to me. That's, you're giving your praise unto a false idol, a, 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 a false image. That's why he's sending people to help, because God is, is deserving and worthy of all praise and all worship. And for you to give that praise and that worship to a false idol such as Allah or something, you don't think God is going to be upset with that? If, if human beings get upset at you know, copyright laws, we're like, you stole something that belongs to me. It's copyrighted. Well, God has, his, has his, his, his copyright. We are his creation. And for that creation to go and, and give praise and, and worship what is, what is due to God to someone else, that is like, uh-uh, there is no suing with God. That's why he there there is he is right and just in condemning someone that that is giving praise and honor to someone else. That's why he is he's also giving he's giving them up. Uh-huh. He's saying, "All right, go for it then." But there's gonna be a punishment. Plus, their, their sins have not been my bad. their sins <laughs> no, have no. not been counted for. Uh-huh. That's the main that's yeah. the main thing. Their sins, since God is a creator, since God is the owner of the universe. God has established laws, and you have broken those laws. Those, those, that, that sin, that crime that you have committed has not been paid for. That's why he will send someone who believes in, 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 in Allah, doesn't believe in Jesus, to hell. Because their, their fine has not been paid. That's the reason why. But, yeah. I would say that that's even a, a perfect example of why it mentions that our God is a jealous God. Yeah. 
all of creation is his mm-hmm. in um I forgot what portion it was but it goes on to say that that he owns everything right it's in the psalms yeah. i believe mm-hmm. that god owns everything all of creation is his for his glory and when when someone goes and tries to take that glory he has every right to be jealous in a sense in in that sense it's not human jealousy though yeah it's not it's not human right? jealousy like like my wife looks at another guy i get jealous no it's not like that it's jealousy in the fact that that glory is due to him not anything else yeah not any person or or thing, thing. or statue or whatever. And so that is righteous jealousy. And 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 um I forgot what else I was gonna say. No, but that's yeah. pretty much I mean, I mean the, That's true. The yeah. five solas. <laughs> <laughs> so salvation is by grace through faith alone and Christ alone. We appeal to the scriptures, the totality of scripture alone uh-huh. for faith and practice. All and, and Christ alone is the one who justifies apart from any other being because there is none. Only Christ alone to God be the glory alone in everything that we do. From salvation to the things that we do to the way we drink water is to the glory of God alone. Dang. <laughs> Pinkies up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this was another episode by Reform Raza. Um, yeah. Hit us up, man. ReformRaza at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, uh, give us the five stars on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're following on Spotify. With a reason with your five stars, please. Yeah, and uh, don't, be, don't be afraid. Hit that five-star like button. And If, uh, if you have the Anchor app, um, you could do this thing where you could leave us a voicemail or like a voice message. I mean, sorry, a voice message. Um, hey, if you want to leave us a message, maybe a question that you would like to hear us just talk about, discuss, um, go ahead and do that. And then we could include it in a, in a next episode or in, in a, a upcoming episode. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, dig into the scriptures. It will give you joy. Yes. We encourage you to grow as we grow as we are reading, we challenge you to also read the scriptures that were mentioned. Search these for yourself. Don't just take our word for it. Be a Berean. Search the word yourself deeply. And, uh, yeah. And to God be the glory alone. Amen, brother. Amen. We are out. This is Reformed Rasa. Coming live. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're out. Peace. <laughs> The Five Solas was the war cry of the Reformers. They set their feet firmly upon the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified and refused to move an inch. The Roman Catholic Church believed in Scripture, believed in grace, believed in faith, believed in Christ, believed in the glory of God. But the Reformers added the most important word of all, alone, alone. That scripture is the authority and scripture alone. That we are saved by grace and grace alone. Through faith and faith alone. In Christ and Christ alone. To the glory of God alone. These are the five solas.
Sola Scriptura. Scriptura. For five solas for the Lord's devoted. Hoping that you would hold them up close to your soul so you'll be molded to a stronger soldier. So we brought the squad to rap with just a couple things to do. I say we start the record inspecting the formal principle. Sola Scriptura, Latin for scripture alone. The call for the church to turn back to where truth is shown. Come see the scriptures that we speak of. Indeed, there is nothing missing to make men complete, though not exhaustive, it's sufficient. The word of God is the final law and authority for all of our doctrine, faith in our life, morally. The moral of the story is God's word is supreme. But if you're the Lord in your story, you're living off hopes and schemes. The word of God is our defense against wolves trying to blind you, claiming what they teach is truth, but can't find it in the Bible. Nothing new under the sun, cause since the Reformation days, it don't seem like much has changed in this information age. So Every time we spit about this grace, and when we rap, we are trying to get this point across your face. In the I know the bass and the beat is a place So I put on a bow face and preach what I embrace Preach a die race, Lord, the minds of each the base The lamb was sacrificed and the lion beat the case The great I am, I am, proclaiming to the nations Only save those he chose before the whole creation Salvation's in his hands, all according to his will Not according to a man's understanding, never will Chill, still, feel Egos like cream filling. There's no ability to veto what you deem fulfilling. There is no sin killing. There's only sin willing. You deserve wrath. He sent the son to kill him. In place of the punishment, sin is deserved. And only by his grace, sin is the saints he will preserve. I said it before, I'll say it again. He paid it for men, the payment for sin we could never afford. When laden with them, more heavy, of course, the elephant hordes with eloquent swords, the Savior was pinned. As blameless condemned when souls he redeemed Not only receives, embracing his friends, those who believe Now we soberly see that our salvation is his Since we're hopeless indeed, we don't hope in our deeds Yeah, I'm willing to stay boldly He justifies by faith only, not by popes or decrees Get it open and read Romans 4, 5 or Galatians 2, 16 Just believe, no promotions or fees Preserved until the day we approach him as clean Unearned like still remains, it's supposed to be free Simul useless et pecador, I hope and I creed So if any man does both, let him boast in the Lord of earth, heaven's ruler, bore the curse Let's maneuver toward his worth, that's your future Stores the words, never knew ya Jewish native, root of David, move to save him Prove the payment, do was taken, through a vacant, to me later Soul is Christus, who is him, the soul invictus Pursuing him is to behold the scriptures no newer skin, a pseudonym you can use to remove your sin or the impending doom of men. No atonement provides aroma for those who are faithless. No opponent can bribe Jehovah to lower the wages. He rose to show the disciples no hope in Moses could save us. He chose to open the eyes of those on the road to amaze us. Unrolled the scroll of papyrus, spoke and unfolded his greatness. From Joe to Jonah to Micah showed the appropriate stage. An overload of insightful tokens disclosed to the nation. Don't need a code to decipher, homie, just open the page. Cannot be exhausted, he's the king, y'all just lost it Thinking that you gonna be taking his place, his office, he's awesome We try to seek this one thing, even though it don't belong to us And when we get it to ourselves, I can't believe we get so dangerous It's scandalous how we need to need it, if we don't get it we feel defeated I guess it gives us purpose, reason, tell me what's your perfect reason for it You can't because you flawed, 
Broken down, beaten, miserable, dead, scarred. We so independent, our soul can't get with the fact that we can't do anything to change our disposition. What is that? We crumble underneath the reality that we helpless. It's a tragedy. When we find out God don't help those to help themselves, that's a fallacy. Don't get mad at me, because salvation is not of the synergist. Christ orchestrates it all. Yeah, he's perfectly sovereign. God is against all vain glory, so get off of your utopia. To God be the glory alone. Sola Deo Gloria. The five solas are God's five-fingered death punch to crush the devil's skull in every generation of the world. We must ever keep our feet firmly planted on the five solas, lest we be moved from the ancient gospel. We have need to fly the war banners of the gospel again in the five solas of the Reformation. 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 Of the Reformation.